Praise God, amen. God's good. I uh, didn't get home till 2 o'clock in the morning. 
last night. We were over in Buna, Texas. You can say that's kind of a funny word, Todd Jordan. Buna. Buna, Texas. We were at a rodeo. My sons had this great idea. Let's go to a rodeo. And I said, man, it sounds good. And uh, we got over there about 6.30, thinking it started at 7. We get out there at 10, be home by 11, 11.30. We have a great night. Rodeo didn't start till 8. And one of my boys just happened to sign up in the slack. Slack means after the rodeo. <laughs> so they went through the whole performance, and our kid was the last one to buck his bull last night at 11.30. And then we had to get in the truck, and we had to drive home. And uh, it, we had a good family night. And While I was at the rodeo last night, they were had all their sponsors, and they had a, a team Dodge there, and they had a brand-new Dodge Dooley. And they were traveling around in the arena, and they were they, they, they were recognizing all the sponsors, and they had T-shirts made. And they were throwing these T-shirts up in the crowd, and people was grabbing these T-shirts, you know, and just, just, it, just like they do at all rodeos. It was pretty cool, you know. Well, they got to our side, and... There was a mom there, and she was holding her two-year-old baby, and she had her three-year-old baby beside her, and then Dad was on the other end. And they threw the T-shirt up there, and she caught it. And there was another man on another row in his mid-50s ripped it out of her hands, just ripped it completely out of her hands. And she looked at him, and I saw red, because I don't like stuff like that. So I was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And, and, and then her husband, her husband said, I know he didn't. Then he married. He's like, I know he didn't. And this dude was bigger than me, Jack. I was like, oh, man, it's going to go down. I got a front row seat. Everything's going to be awesome. <laughs> Brother Vic, I touched him on the back and said, just let it go, man. Just let it go. He's like, did you see what he did? I saw what he did. Just let it go. His wife said, yes, please, just let it go. Three times that big guy looked over there at that older man, and I knew something was probably wrong with him because he was 55 years old, and he had his 1963 letter jacket on <laughs> from when he played soccer. And soccer ain't even a real sport. <laughs> so I knew he wasn't. I knew he couldn't really fight. Probably. I like. <laughs> so I was trying to calm him down, and <clears throat> then the spirit of the Lord took me to behind the arena, and I was going back there to get the order of events to see when the boys were going to be up, and I saw them people there with that Dodge truck, and I said, "Ma'am." I said, there was a sweet mama back there with two babies in her hand. And, and, and her husband was there. And she actually caught this T-shirt. And another man stole it from her. You wouldn't buy a chance to have another T-shirt. She went back to the truck and she got me one T-shirt. I went on upstairs, got the order of event. Boy, my chest was sticking out now. I was like, oh, yeah. This is going to be good, Lord. This is going to be good. I went up there and I handed her that T-shirt. And I said, I know people. <laughs> I do know somebody. And when you've been changed, when you've been born again, 
you're not the same anymore. Who believes that tonight? When you're born again, saved, you are not the same anymore. It seemed like, Brother Benny, from that point on, they went to back to having a good time. I remember when my kids were small, not wanting to take them around all my friends, not wanting to take them around the rodeo scene because stuff like that could just jump off any second. Now I can protect myself, but then now I got to protect Mary and Justin. Dawn. I just and I could just feel that dad. I could just feel his pain. He couldn't protect his wife. He couldn't protect his kids. In all honesty, he could, but I think when I put my hand on him. It was like God calmed him down. And then he orchestrated, because my God can orchestrate some beautiful stuff. And he's doing that in your life, and he's doing that in my life, and we ought to celebrate that because I am not the same. I would have never let that go down 10 years ago. I'd have wore that leather jacket home. <laughs> that would have been a trophy. I'd have took that leather jacket, I'd have sported it. Y'all don't even know me. But I'm here tonight to tell you, when a man or a woman is truly delivered by Jesus, everybody can tell it. Mary was waiting for the wife to look up at her, and she did look up at her and smile. And Mary was waiting for her to acknowledge her or say something. Mary was going to say, and I thank you for this, my wife was going to say, he does that kind of thing all the time. When my wife said that to me, that was evidence of who I am. Not by what I've done, but by, because she knows me better than anybody knows me. Your family knows you better than anybody knows. You can play church all day long. You can get dressed up in the best clothes, come put the most money in the offering, but your family knows you better than anybody else. This is good stuff, Dakota. Set up straight. Come on, come on. Your family knows you better than anybody else. And the Bible says this, when a man is truly delivered by Jesus, everybody can tell. You can't keep it a secret. I know for me, my wife would say this too, i got a big mouth. I can't keep it a secret of the one I do know. When I said I know people, it wasn't rodeo people, it was Jesus Christ. When I said I know people, it's other Christians who link up at the same time and help get something done for the Lord. That lady could have thought, that lady could have thought right then and there, Regina, that, oh, he just wants a shirt for his wife. Oh, he just wants a shirt for his girlfriend or his kid. No, I think we linked up and there was a need that needed to be met so that one family could have one peaceful night at the rodeo with their kids. So if I never say another word in this church, hear me and hear me good. When a man or a woman is truly delivered by Jesus, everybody can tell. Everybody can tell. Open your Bibles if you brought one to Mark 5. Everybody can tell. Shows up on who you are, how you dress, the cars you drive, or the motorcycles you ride. It shows up. There's evidence. Matthew 5, verse 18. Got my Bible? Oh, Mark, I'm sorry, my bad. I'm in the wrong spot. I'd have read it and y'all have went with it and we would have had a good night. Mark 5, 18. 
When Jesus got back into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go too. But Jesus said, no, go home to your friends and tell them what wonderful things the Lord has done for you and how merciful he has been. So the man started off to visit the ten towns on that, on that region and began to tell everyone about the great thing Jesus has done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. You see, when you get saved, you can't keep it a secret. Ha-ha! <laughs> when you get saved, you want to tell the whole world. When you get saved, you can't keep it a secret. When this man with the unclean spirit, his name was Legion, he was delivered, everybody in both the city and the surrounding countries knew it because he told everybody. He went around telling everybody that he was saved. I, I was blessed to go to a revival meeting at Cornerstone Church a couple of months ago, maybe not even a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. And, man, I saw Pastor Steve and Pastor Steve preach this in a way that I have never heard anybody preach it. He was preaching about the man with the unclean spirit named Legion up on the mountainside cutting himself, wanting to die, wanting to get rid of himself, and nobody wanted anything to do with him. Nobody wanted anything to do with him. But then along came Jesus, and Jesus wanted everything to do with him. So for all you goody two-shoes, listen to me. Don't you, for one second, discredit one soul on this earth because everybody was created. Every one of us were created by Jesus and for Jesus. Oh, I wish I could play that tape. He preached it so much better than I could probably explain it. But when the man with the unclean spirit named Legion was delivered, everybody in both the city and the surrounding country knew it. They all went out to see what happened. Can I say this to you tonight? When you are delivered by God, your old girlfriends are going to know it. Your old boyfriends are going to know it. Somebody ought to hear me. Any single people in the house, raise your hand. When you are delivered by God, your old girlfriends and your old boyfriends, they're going to know it. There's going to be something different about you. When you are truly set free, when you are truly saved, when there's truly something different going on, they're going to notice you're not around the clubs anymore. huh? You're not around the, where everybody else used to hang out. When you are delivered by God, your old girlfriends, your old boyfriends are going to know it. When you're delivered by God, your old running buddies are going to know it. Anybody hear me? I, I knew I got saved at Parkview because no, my phone never rang anymore. I was the life of the party. Everybody called me up on Thursday to see what we was going to do on Friday and Saturday. We was having time of our life. What y'all going to do? We going to church on Sunday, so we got to make sure we get up. We're going to be sober. Click. I used to have this great big friend list, and it just went, Wurr. and I call up these people and say, hey, you want to go to church with me? Man, are you crazy? No, I don't want to go to church with you. So if you're truly saved, your ex-girlfriends, your ex-boyfriends, they'll know it. Your running buddies, your homies, say homies, in case you never said that's a fun word to say. They'll know.
Amen. When you're saved, your co-workers will know it. The people in your neighborhood will hear about it. And for some of you, now listen close, the people in your church will be able to see a difference in you. When you're truly saved, people in the church will be the first one to see a difference in you. Can I say this to you and not offend anybody? I know people have been in church all their life and not saved. <laughs> I know people have been in church their whole life and don't know Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior and ain't got no relationship with him. My wife will be the first one to tell you that she went to St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Belmese for 33 years and didn't have a relationship with the Lord. She had religion, but no real relationship with the Lord. I know too many people with religion today and no relationship. Because when you got a relationship with the Lord, people in the church will know it because you'll be the one with your hands up singing and praising God as loud as you can, and you won't worry about what anybody else thinks. I got a neighbor that lives behind me at my new place, and he thinks it's real funny to crank up his four-wheeler at about 11, 30, 12 o'clock with no muffler on it and drive it around out there in the middle of the dark. And, I, and I'm praying he hits a stump. No, Lord, just kidding. And uh. Uh, uh, I've been wanting to go say something. I've been wanting to go say something. But the Lord ain't put the words in my mouth. Because I know if I go out there, I probably wouldn't be a very good neighbor. So if you're saved, your neighbors ought to know that you're saved. You don't have beer parties anymore at your house. You can put your trash out and not worry about the dogs getting in it and seeing all your magazines that you shouldn't be looking at in the first place. Laying around out there in the driveway acting like it don't belong to you. That's good stuff, man. The people in your old neighborhood, they'll hear about it. For some of you, the people in your church will be able to see a difference. You won't be ashamed to be a witness out there on the oil field, at the Valero, with your customers. Why, Brother Mark? Because you'll be like Legion. You'll be happy about what God did for you. Legion had an evil spirit in it, and an unclean spirit, an evil spirit, and nobody wanted nothing to do with him, but here comes my Jesus and cleaned him up. And now he wants to be with Jesus. Jesus, can I go with you? Jesus, can I go with you? Jesus, can I please, 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 please go with you? And Jesus said, you can't go with me. Here's where I want you to go. I want you to go back and tell your friends and tell your family what I've done for you. Come on, somebody, get that tonight. The first singer that I ever had come sing in this church, outside of the singers that were in this church, his name was Andy Barry. He's from Ellis County Cowboy Church. I asked Brother Lyle if he remembered him today. I'm going to try to get a hold of him and see if he's still singing the gospel music. I love that guy, man. He was just sincere. He was doing cocaine every day of his life till he walked up in the church and got saved and when he got saved he got radically saved and he sang and he sang in the bars every night and he, and he did the honky tonk thing try to become successful he did the women chasing the beer drinking he done all those things and when he got saved he got radically saved he didn't get one of them real quiet churchy type saved he got saved where he wanted to tell the whole world he was saved that's kind of saved I like <laughs> I like it out of you I can't do this by myself. So I like it out of you. 
I like it when you go out and brag on our church, brag on your pastor, brag on the people getting saved and what God is doing. Come on, somebody. I love it when you get on Facebook and type up what God is doing in this church. Hey, it's okay to brag on God. It's okay to brag on God's man. It's okay to brag on God's church. I ain't taking it to my head because he gets all the credit. I know where I stand. I'm, I'm here and saved by mercy and grace, and, and I still don't feel worthy of this call, and I probably never will. I don't understand why he called me. I think he called Mike Zipperlin, and he just moved before he got on me. So you should be here in Cowboy Church, not me, Cowboy. It should be your spot, and I just, you didn't even know where I stand. <laughs> but when God gets a hold of you, like he got a hold of Andy Barrett, Andy wanted to go and sing and praise and tell the world the good news of Jesus Christ through his gift of music. And he said, Lord, where would you have me go? Lord, I'm ready to go all over the world. And the Lord told Andy, start with your family. Start with your friend. Here we have Legion in the Bible. He has an unclean spirit. He gets saved. Now he says, Jesus, can I go with you? And Jesus said, no, you can't go with me. Go back and tell your friends and your family what I have done for you. Be happy about what God has done for you. Don't be ashamed to be a witness. If all God wanted for you was salvation, he would have heard your pleas for salvation. He would have forgave you, saved you, and then he would have killed you. Grab that, a hold of that. No, he wants you to be a witness. Let me read that because I think that went over some of your heads. If all God wanted was your sal- if, if all God wanted was your salvation, he would have heard your pleas for forgiveness, saved you, and then killed you. No, God wants you to be his witness. Where? Everywhere everywhere it's really important that you and I get outside the church and become a witness that little baby God did a miracle through God did a miracle in my life and God's done a miracle in your life and you ought to be able to tell everyone what God has done where first to those that are right around you First to those that are right around you, your kids, your family, your friends. I want to just be honest with you. Those are the hardest ones to witness to. I would rather witness to a complete stranger that didn't know me and try to win them over to Jesus Christ than go back home and talk to all my buddies in West Texas that drink like a fish. It's hard because they know me before Christ and they're sitting back and looking at me and waiting for me to mess up. So it's harder for me too. But God told Legion, go back and tell your friends. Go back and tell your family. When was the last time you told your friends and family about what God has done for you? This man wanted to go with Jesus as he departed by boat to go to the other side of the lake. But Jesus said, no, why? He intended for this man to be a witness to the people that knew him best. Been walking with the Lord for 10 years. And the people that know me the best, they're starting to see it now. They're showing up here at church unannounced. We had friends from Waco come last week. They're responding on Facebook. They're listening to the messages online. The daily quotes, the daily scriptures that we put out. They're responding best because they know. They'll respond to you. 
Maybe not at first. Maybe not at first, but eventually. Does anybody hear me tonight? Am I deaf? Am I? Who believes me? When I first met Connie and Vic, and they came to church and rededicated their life to the Lord, they had neighbors around them that didn't believe. And they had neighbors that would just chastise them and just beat them up for going to church and getting their life right. And they would come over there and they'd smart off to them. They'd come over there and they'd say stuff. And they'd come over there and they'd bring their evil spirits over there. And, 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 and Brother Vic told me one time, one of them came over there and was just making fun of God. And Vic just said he did everything he could to turn the other cheek. And over the years, over the years, Vic, would you agree? Connie, would you agree? Those people see now. And they only not only see, but they come to church. They call on the church. They see best. They're watching Connie and Vic. They're watching you to see if you're going to fall. Hear me. They're watching you to see if you're going to fall. When you're going to fall, Carl, flat on your face. The man wanted to go with Jesus as he departed by boat to go to the other side of the lake. But Jesus said, no, why? He intended for this man to be a witness to the people who knew him best. His ministry wasn't to be in the tombs or in the mountains where he was withdrawn in torment. It was to be go to the city of Decapus, the place, no doubt, where the man had first become oppressed by evil. God had never intended for us to live apart from this world but to be a witness in this world. God never intended for us to live apart from this world, to, but to bring a light into this world. The Bible says you're the light of the world. Don't hide your light. Let people see it. I got a little sign in my office about yay big. It says, best sermons are not preached or lived. ain't always easy to live up to that either. And we all fall short, every one of us. And I'm not here to step on anybody's toes, but if this message is stepping on your toes, then God wants you to hear from him tonight that the best people that you're to witness to are those that are around you. So if there's anything in your life that's not making sense to God, you need to make it make sense to God. I told someone the other day, you don't make your life fit the Bible. You make the Bible fit your life. I don't know if I said that right, but I'm trying to say it right. Don't try to change the Bible to fit your life. Change your life to fit the Bible. You can write that down so I never get it wrong again. Who believes that today? Someone told me one time, the Lord put all those thou shall nots to keep us straight. His ministry wasn't in the tombs or in the mountains where he had withdrawn in torment. It was to his friends and family. God never intends for us to live apart from the world, but to be a witness to the world. How many has ever been to one of those retreats? Anybody ever been to a Christian retreat? It was just so much fun. It was a good time. The whole weekend was just a blast. How many went to the men's retreat last year? Man, we just had three good days of just fellowship and fun and fishing and good time I didn't even want to leave it was such a good time I didn't have any problems there was no uh, outside worldly distraction I shut my phone off for a couple of days it was just great I had just a wonderful time 
I, I didn't want to leave. Anybody remember that? Y'all had a good time? Huh? I just didn't want to leave. It was awesome. One time I went up to T.D. Jake's church, and, 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 and the whole way up there I said, I'm going to be the only white guy in this church. I'm going to be the only white guy in this church. I know it. They were having a manpower conference. They were having a manpower conference, and I was stressed to the max. And I came home, and I said, honey, do you care if I go to this conference? She said, you need to go to that conference. I went to that conference, and it just lifted me up. It just encouraged me so much, and I didn't want to come. I didn't want to come back. That's the way it is when you have an encounter with God. You get so close to him that you don't want to leave. And that's what Legion had done. He had gotten so close to God in this moment, this time. God saved him. God, God set him free. And now he wants to be with Jesus. And, and he says, Jesus, can I go with you? And, and the Lord says, no, I've already done a great work in you. Go tell somebody else about me. I think that's a great commandment, too. I think it's a great commandment. A great commission is, you know what it is. Go out and tell others. 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 You know, I don't know what's going on with this thing. It's crazy. But I went to that conference, and I went to those retreats, and, and I never wanted to go back home. But I had to come back home. And that's the way the unclean man felt after Jesus had delivered him from the demon power that he was being oppressed by. He didn't want to leave Jesus' presence. God frequently, frequently gives us mountaintop spiritual experiences leading us to those places. But we can't stay in those places all the time. Wouldn't it be nice if we could all just come to church every day? I'm trying to get you here just once a week, twice a week, sometimes on Sunday night. What do you all think heaven's going to be like? All the time. God frequently gives us mountaintop Mountaintop spiritual experiences leading us to places and places of a, a, a powerful anointing of his presence. But then the time comes when he says to us, take what I've taught you and go out in the street. One of my best friends, one of my best friends is, is uh, Lenore Purvis from Heaven's Army. She's a great woman of God. She started an incredible ministry right down the road where we talk all the time. I, I just think what she is doing is incredible. And, and God is blessing everything she touched. She said, Brother Mark, when I first got saved and I started Heaven's Army, I never preached. I never got to talk to people. I, I really didn't even know what to do. So I took what my pastor was preaching, and I was preaching that to other people. I was taking what I was learning, and I was doing Bible studies off of what my pastor was preaching. And she said, I was saving people. Oh, she wasn't saving but She said, people were coming to know Jesus Christ and getting saved. And now, and now she's now she's at that place in her life where she can pick up the word and preach the word. But in the beginning, she just got what she was taught and taught that to somebody else. You can do that too. Hear me today. You can do that too. You can take what you're taught here and go teach somebody else. Oh, that's good stuff. But then it comes a time, he says. Go home. Go home. He told Legion, go home. Tell your friends. Go ahead and tell your family, you can't go with me where I'm going. You can't go. You got to go home. <laughs> God tonight, 
Ask God tonight where he wants you to be a witness. Ask God tonight where he wants you to be a witness. And then start witnessing there. God don't call the equipped. He equips the ones he calls. Ask God where he wants you to be a witness. Is it with your friends? Is it with your family? Is it on the job? Is it in the school? Absolutely. My heart tonight as I begin to pray and ask God what he'd have me teach. He told me to tell someone that was very close to me about Jesus. I started analyzing all the reasons I could. I started saying, well, he ain't not going to listen to me. Let me call someone else. Maybe I'll listen to them. I got a friend back home. His name is Justin. Justin Jones. He said, tell him about me. Have a real encounter with him and tell him about me. I don't know what's going to happen when I do. But I can tell you this. God don't call the equipped. He equips the ones he calls. And it may be, it may be that God is extending that grace one more time to Justin Jones. And it may be that God uses you to extend that grace one more time to your daughter, one more time to your son, one more time to your worker, one more time to send that word out, one more time to somebody that you know and give them an opportunity to get saved before it's too late. I wish with everything inside me, I pray with everything inside me, that we ever tell people as a church that few are going to heaven, that people's eyes would open up. If we say you're not going to heaven, unless you change your ways, their eyes would open up, their heart would open up. But nobody preaches like that anymore. Nobody says that. Hey, Dalton, if you don't change your ways, you'll go to hell. Rex, time for you to wake up, boy, you're going to go to hell. I can't imagine heaven without my family. I can't imagine heaven without my friends. I can't imagine heaven without you. It would be boring without you. It would be miserable without them. If you know somebody that's unsaved, go witness to them. Take God's strength and his, let him put his courage inside of you and go witness to them. You can do it. Touch three people and say, you can do it. What in the world is happening with this thing? How do you know I can do it, Brother Mark? Because if I can do it, you can do it. <clears throat> First time we ever preached in a church, Mary leaned over to me and said, did you lie to these people and tell them you was a pastor? I said, I'm just here to tell them about my Jesus. I don't need a title. I don't need a suit. I don't need a tie. I don't need a diploma. I just need a witness. Someone that will listen. We were sitting last night next to Jasper County Cowboy Church. One of the elders at Jasper County Cowboy Church. And he was telling me about the great things that God was doing at Jasper County Cowboy Church. And, and how Pastor Rudy is really taking hold of that thing. And they're doing some amazing things. And, and he told me, he said, Brother Mark, he said, my business got completely slow. He said, I became an elder. My business became slow. He's a home builder. He said, we were about to lose everything. He said, finally, finally, 
I, I, I was at the breaking point. I didn't know what to do. And he said, a man came out of nowhere and witnessed to me. He said, a man came out. Of, I'd known him for years, but it came out of nowhere. That's what he said. I'd known him for years, but it came out of nowhere. He said, have you ever really gave God your business? All of your business? Have you really gave God all of your heart? He said, Brother Mark, I have so much work right now. Didn't he, Mary? He said, I got so much work right now. Since me and God are partners. Be a witness to somebody this week. Today, start tonight. Call up an enemy. Maybe you had crosswords with somebody this past week. And you think, well, now I'll never have the opportunity to save them. It's so easy for us to just write off people. I think God wants us to look at people like he looked at Legion. And said, I love him. Nobody loved Legion. All the people around when he was up in the tomb screaming and shouting and had them evil spirits, they wanted him to commit suicide. Oh, I remember what Pastor Steve said. He said when Jesus crossed over and went into that territory, uh, and there was a lot of people in that territory, the only person that got something out of that was Legion. And Jesus was, came to witness, but the only person that got it was the worst one in the town. So maybe you wrote somebody off. God hadn't wrote them off. Maybe you're here tonight and you say, well, I've done too much sin in my life. God forgives. He says, I'll forgive your sins. I'll put it as far away from the east as it is to the west, never to bring it up again. First time I went to church, I cussed. I, I, I was still smoking. I was still doing things I wasn't supposed to. But God eventually through other people witnessing to me, through other people loving me, through Christ's love, it changed me. And then God sent me here. And now God's got my friend on my heart. Who's on your heart? Write their name down. Go ahead. I'll take a minute. Go ahead. If you got a pen, write it down. If you got a phone, text it. Text it to yourself. Maybe you don't have a pen or a phone. Put it in your heart. Put it in your mind. For Mary, it was her sister, Donna, who's going through her second round of breast cancer there in Temple, Texas, who grew up in the same religion but no relationship. My wife got on the phone with her and said, Donna, God's going to get you through this. But you need to trust him. Mary was so honored that God used her to do that. That was her sister. It's always hardest when it's family, ain't it, Todd? Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for our time tonight. Father, whose name we wrote in our hearts, in our minds, put it on our phone, put it on a piece of paper. Father, send us out to witness to those people. Send us out. This is a prayer that you need to pray. Lord, send us out to that person. Because if there's 150 of us tonight, and we can go out and witness to that one person that we wrote their name down, then, then they may come to know the Lord like Legion did, and we'll fill this place up. Come on, somebody. Or maybe they would get in church somewhere. 
Lord, I thank you for our time tonight. Thank you for the music. Thank you for my friends coming from Waco tonight. I thank you for my men giving up their day as we talk about the building. I thank you for everyone that gave today, Father, and sold into this ministry. But most of all, I'm thankful for you, Lord, and all that you've done for me and all that you've done for these people here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. Remember our